I want to know your reactions. Can you give me a reaction? To? Extraction reaction. Oh. That's a good reaction. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to react to the extractions. Reaction action. Oh, boy. Hello, hello, hello. My name is David. I have Rachel Woji here with me. Hello. How's it going? Fantastic. Fantastic. Since we're both here, that makes us cannabinerds. We're just going to dive into it. What do you say? Let's do it. So, did you know Americans are now Googling CBD more than meditation and exercise? Wow. All right, so they think that they cannot have to exercise <laughs> if they take CBD? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, Google search data for results from CBD and cannabidol increased 126% from 2016 to 2017. Yeah, I'm not. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and then it's 160% higher from 2017 to 2018. Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just expected to increase about 117% from... Uh, last year to this year, 2019, based on observed and forecasted volumes. Okay. So it's getting a little quite popular out there. Yeah. The popularity of CBD. This was um, a study by Cannabis MD. It's a non-advocacy educational platform. It has this little program, back-end tool to survey consumer trends to gauge the interest of CBD and THC based on the internet. And uh, this data was pulled from users uh, or user searches across the web, including over 12,000 URLs, along with social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole shabeel. And uh, the company arrived at the following conclusions charted on a two-year time period. This is over two years. So CBD, more popular than Jesus. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. More popular than Kanye West. Oh, well, well. What's his new album? I don't know. Jesus, or uh, Jesus is King. More popular than that. More popular than Taylor Swift, sports, NBA, NFL, World Series, all that. 5G, oh. voting, the Beatles. <laughs> and I thought you'd like this one. CBD is more popular, popular, popular than the keto diet. No yeah. way. <laughs> Rachel does the keto diet. She's been on it for over a year, a year and a half. Yeah, something about that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it very popular? In my mind? I mean, it's not really, it's not the be-all, end-all, but for mm -hmm. me, I feel great. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Another fascinating fact, I just had a forethought of going through all these data and research that fats my worry in this is just fats it's almost yeah. like a, a pog <laughs> oh my gosh pogs? yes and the jumpers or whatever they were called slammers slammers jumpers <laughs> oh they right. were so cool yeah well they come so in quickly and then they die quickly it's like a spin it uh spinach fidger a fidget <laughs> spinner effect uh, yep that was a good one so that's my fear. I mean, we've done 
lots of research. Everybody's doing research, so it seems, about CBD. And my worry on all this, do you think it's going to die as quickly as it's coming in? I would really hope not. I mean, fidget spinners, while they were good for people that don't have attention spans or just to help people concentrate more, but this is a whole different level of life benefits. You know, Mm -hmm. this has benefits that can potentially, you know, cure things possibly. I mean, just the research that's being done and even, you know, things that can get rid of daily prescription taking. I mean, there's huge possibilities with it. So I'm hopeful that, you know, pogs were a fun game, but it didn't potentially change people's lives Mm -hmm. forever, you know? (laughs) Or fidget spinners. Exactly. Spidget spinners. (laughs) I mean, they, they have their benefits and they were, you know, created for a good thing, but and they're still around. They're just not. You can't get them at Walmart. Really? I, I don't thought, think so. I no, think fidget you spinners you can, but you can't pogs. No. Maybe on eBay. Garage sales. Right. I thought of, it comes in quickly. It dies quickly. And I think a possible factor that could contribute to it dying quickly is people that have some kind of chronic issue or stress or whatever anybody might take CBD for, is they get a certain kind of brand. And there's a lot of stuff floating out there that's not... Good. Good. It it doesn't have what it says that's on the bottom. Like your gas station CBDs or the stuff you get on Groupon, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, it goes back to doing your research. But my fear is that, okay, this is a huge thing now. We're getting into this huge thing. Someone's like, oh, I'll try it. So they get the cheapest thing out there. Just try it. Because who would want to spend... You know, some of these brands, you know, you pay a substantial amount of money and you wouldn't want to do that just for trying it. So you get a a lesser quality item and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And my fear is that you're going to have a percentage of the population doing that. And being burned by it. And And being burned. And saying it doesn't work and having a negative. That was just my thought. And just having it. Absolutely. Come in quickly, die quickly. But there are many brands out there that do wonderful things and people have attested to them. Absolutely. I mean, huge effects on people's lives, but. Right. But moving on, alcohol consumption decreases as cannabis consumption increases. That is, that's great. It's great news for people's livers, too. Right. Binge drinking drops 9% below national average in states that have legalized cannabis, medicinally or recreationally. And this is from a recent investigation based on research by Cohen & Company, an investment firm. Uh, The researchers found that excessive drinking in states with legalized cannabis is also 11% lower than in states where cannabis remains outlawed. I've heard... I don't know. I need to do some research on this. But taking alcohol and any kind of CBD kind of negates the effects of what the CBD could do. So it's good. I mean, one of the It's other. like saying that I beer is the same thing as water because it has water in it, you know? There's, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, because the alcohol is dehydrating, so mm-hmm. it kind of negates the hydrating effect of the water. Right. You know? Well, on a related note, uh, Jessica Lucas, a vice president of BDS Analytics, 
said the firm's research shows that up to 40% of legal age adults consume cannabis in legal states. 40%. That's higher than I would have thought. I think probably because a lot of people don't talk about it as much. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're not as public. There's still a stigma. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Is a little bit left over. Well, you just don't want to freak anybody out mm-hmm. still. You know, people, you think, oh, I don't know if that's going to worry them. Mm-hmm. I had a colleague who just recently came back from Washington or the upper Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that she worked for a cannabis company or a hemp company. And they all looked like, you do that. It's yeah, it's still there. Like a stigma. And in a place where it's legalized, then it's been the first, you know, area to legalize cannabis. I thought that was just interesting that there's still a stigma about it. Do you think it's because it's still federally illegal and people might maybe just worry? I mean, I think there's a lot of factors to it. I'm going to turn my neighbor in because they have a little pot in the evenings. The federal government will really be upset. Jessica Lucas also said cannabis presents substantial opportunities across consumer industries, including new uh, occasions that alcohol cannot and will not play. Uh, consumers will continue to look to cannabis products over alcohol for occasions when they are feeling creative, need to get motivated, or seeking health, medical, or wellness benefits. I mean, that I can see that even for something like, I'm not going to go drink heavily before going on a hike, mm-hmm. you know, because that would just slow me down and everything. But I don't know, hit a weed probably wouldn't mm-hmm. affect, you know, my stamina the way that alcohol would. Right. I could say, or for yoga or mm-hmm. something, you know, I could see people... Still being able to utilize that. Take a cannabis product on the way up. You summit down yeah. a beer, and then you walk down, and then you're good. You're good to go. Yeah. Then you take a nap. That's what I do. Hemjar.com. <laughs> it's the most natural form of CBD. We have a lot of different products there, and it is all whole plant based. What kind of products do we have, Rachel? We have hemp paste, hemp probably paste. my first and foremost staple. Okay, yeah. Just taking that every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got the fun things, you know, yeah. chocolates, coffees, hot chocolates. Chocolates. Hot chocolate? Mm-hmm. It'll be very nice. We've got the creams and mm-hmm. all, I mean, it's just all good stuff, all good ways to ingest all of the cannabinoids and flavonoids You don't want to ingest the creams, though. No, but that can be ingested through your pores. So we have the topicals, we have the edibles, we have the chocolates, we have the coffees and we have the cocos <laughs> hot cocos <laughs> hemp cocos anyway the hempjar.com the most natural form of cbd and you can enter in cannabinoids 10 and get 10 percent off your first order cannabinoids 10 gets 10 percent off any order thank you very much i want to know your reactions can you give me a reaction to extraction reaction oh. <laughs> that's we're, a good reaction we're gonna we're gonna react to react the, to the extractions reaction action oh boy <laughs> uh, okay so there are different types of extraction and that's what we're going to be talking about today different types of extraction methods that uh scientists and companies use to extract the cbd from okay. the cannabis to make plant the different yeah. spectrums of oils it gets fascinating it's a little rough it's as far as scientific terms, it's. Yeah, to, I'm going to try and battle well, through this. With how things have been going so far. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. 
Hold Great. on. Hold on to your butts. Okay. As Samuel L. would say. Grant us grace. He's my buddy. So the main popular way of extraction is CO2. Okay. Carbon dioxide. It's fascinating complicated compound and obviously extractions can be made from it um from what we know or just general like co2 we know of as a gas right yeah and if you don't know uh the solid form of that is dry ice when it's frozen when it's frozen yeah compressed and frozen that's fairly simple to do but this is where things get a little interesting Ooh, lay it on me <laughs> So carbon dioxide contains properties of liquid state and a gas state when it's in a supercritical form. Supercritical? Right. And we'll get into this. Okay. We're going to try and get into this. <laughs> I'm excited to learn. So we have a gas form of CO2 and we have a solid form of CO2. Correct. But there's this middle ground and this is where the magic happens. There's a supercritical form between... A, state, uh, a gas and a solid in which the magic happens. So CO2 needs to be compressed at 75 pounds of pressure per square inch at the temp and the temperature must be at or below negative 69 degrees Fahrenheit. 69 degrees? Mm-hmm. And as the pressure and temperature increases from this point, the CO2 enters a supercritical state, taking on properties of both gas and and liquid. Yeah. This is where I'm like, whoa, science. Yeah. Learning. I'm trying to take it all in. And it's the only condition in which CO2 extraction extraction actions can happen. Captain. Extraction actions? Yes. Or reactions. So the CO2 fluid that we're talking about can fill a container the same way as with a liquid or a gas in the same time. At the same time. The fluid, the fluid maintains the same density as liquid, but also acts like a gas in this condition. So is it like separated or is it kind of the same at the same time? It turns into like a fluid liquid state. It's but not it's, gas. It's but not it also hard. acts like a gas. Right. <laughs> Neat. So we'll throw some cannabis bud into a chamber, right? With this liquidy gas Yes. It's a, yeah, so let's throw some bud into a pressure chamber and then the supercritical CO2 will pump that in in, a, in its like fluid form. And that's where the cannabinoid compounds separate from the plant. Okay. Because of that. But then how do they just get the CBD or whatever? And just that's the cannabinoids extract from it because okay, so of the temperature of and the pressure and you can play with it a little bit to get certain qualities out of the plant not just cbd but you can do a variety of different ones depending on your pressure and temperature so would that be like a full spectrum or broad spectrum product as we talked about last episode yes you can do that with okay. uh, co2 so we're pulling all the stuff out of the plant and then we can actually pump the co2 into something else and then condense it and turn it back into a, uh, that other, the original form. So the, no CO2 gets wasted. I was going to say, so you can just keep reusing it? Yes, with, cool. with certain machines. I mean, these are yeah. huge, expensive sure. machines that do this. Yeah, probably very sterile. And <laughs> Yes. Well, that's another interesting fact. We'll get into that. Remind me about sterile. Uh, 
So this material, that's all the cannabinoids that are left, mm-hmm. they still have CO2 in them. But the cool thing about it, you know, when you have uh, a beer and you leave it out on the counter overnight, mm-hmm. all the CO2 evaporates and then you just get gross beer. Well, that's kind of, that's how they let it. All the cannabinoids just sit out at room temperature and then all the CO2 evaporates. Okay. So then you're just left with what it is. No residue. That's why it's gaining popularity. So what form is it in then when it's when all the CO2 has evaporated the the cannabinoids that have been extracted? That's a good question. The form is in an oil. Okay. That's what I was wondering if it yes. just came out mm-hmm. as the oil. Sweet. It just came out, so you just have oil left. CO2 is known to be gentler in this process, other than other methods. It also leaves no residue, like we just said. However, this method cannot be consistently repeated, and there's um, still benefits in the plant that is discarded. I was just wondering what you mean by it can't be repeated. You mean accurately? As in yes. There's not as there's, much? It's not a, you can't do a consistent form. It's just kind of... Is it dependent on the plant that goes in? Because I know some plants... You know, as far more... as I'm concerned... And what I thought about when reading that, I don't know about the consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, working in the brewing industry for several years, you find that uh, with all the ingredients that you put in, and obviously CO2 is a part of that during the carbonation yep. process, it's very, it's a very difficult process to get a consistent result. There's a lot of different factors that can throw it way off. You know, okay. temperature, time, ingredients, uh, the quality of ingredients. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm like, thinking. I can get this oat bag here and then use it for a batch, and then another one over here, but they might not. It's just, it's off a little bit. It's not 100% accurate 100% of the time. Well, I think that's what you're going to get when you're dealing with plants. I mean, this yes. isn't a synthetically produced thing. Mm-hmm. Varied results with. Yeah, absolutely. You can grow a whole crop and some of them, you know, certain tomatoes will look different than the other. Or even with weed, it's like you've got the same exact batch of seeds and you Mm -hmm. plant them all. And some of them are just crazy more potent than others. I mean, there's a lot of different factors. Yeah. So many factors. So that's another thing. And that's just kind of across the board. You can't really get a sustained result. Okay, so, and then when making an isolate, it's even more interesting. This process of CO2 goes one step further when you're trying to get everything out except for just the CBD in an isolate. There's an additional process that takes place by filtering the oil from the plant matter residue that's left, and then you cool it down or slash winterize it. That's the technical term. I thought that was (laughs) kind of cool. And it leaves a fine white powder. Okay, so like you were saying. 99.9%. CBD isolate, depending oh. on, and like this is just a super complicated process. So yeah. I can't imagine you can ever get a hundred percent CBD isolate, like we were talking about previously. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. If so, if you have this white powder that's ninety nine point nine percent CBD, does it? Where is the the? Is it the THC that springs on the drug tests if people take just the isolate? It's a bill. Well, there's a little bit of THC. Is that the I don't know how true this is, but I've heard that it can, when you metabolize CBD, it can turn into THC or show up. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say that. And maybe it shows up in the same form, even though it's not technically THC or whatever. And the compounds are so similar that, Mm -hmm. you know, like we said, the 
cheap drug tests can't really distinguish between them. So a lot of different factors in that as well. That Yeah, that would make more sense than the 0.1% of whatever, you know, isn't CBD in the isolate. Mm -hmm. I don't see that being the factor. I think that it, I agree that it would probably be more because of the drug tests Mm -hmm. that are, they say they're detecting THC, but maybe they're detecting a compound that acts like it or or the way that our body is metabolizing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's just so many different factors. Interesting. Learning new things. Right. We just need more testing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More science research. And then we can read about it doing and tell things. you about it. <laughs> we won't be the ones doing the research. Uh, sounds kind of interesting. I kind of want to. Do yeah, it. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So we're going to move on to distillation extraction. Yep. I know. I know about this one. A lot of essential oils are steam distilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell, do you know anything about it? No. Okay. I'm excited. I just. <laughs> you the, just heard a lot it before? Of, well, a lot of the essential oils that I buy, they tell you how they are, you know, procured from plant or whatever and a lot of them are steam that's interesting i know that I the bark be... like pine and things like that because i've got a lot of you know juniper berries and stuff and those mm-hmm. things are steam distilled i don't know if it's because that plant is already very full of oil you know yeah so it might be easier that way i don't know we're gonna find out so we are talking about steam distillation. Yep. This is very interesting. So as we know, distilling has been around for centuries, maybe more. It's uh, And with this form of extraction, it's no different. It starts with boiling water. Okay. So you have the boiling water, right? Yes. And it rises up. It creates steam. And it rises up, and then you have a little flask with your butt in it, and then the steam actually separates the oil from the plant. Okay. And the oil contains cannabinoids and... The thing, though, since boiling water is really hot, it actually burns off or evaporates all the terpenes, mm. which, as we know, are very yeah. beneficial. And the uh, flavonoids, mm-hmm. canaflavins. So uh, then a tube captures these vapors and it's condensed into an oil and water. And then after that, all you do from this point is distill it again to make sure the oils and water separate. So then you're just left with the oil and no okay. water. And so that's a very simple form. And did we ever... Um, what what point of uh, of uh, water does it boil at? Two hundred twelve degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so two hundred twelve degrees Fahrenheit burns off all the terpenes. So people realize this, so then they move to solvent. Okay. So there's solvent extraction, and the benefit of that is that some of these solvents are they have lower boiling points, so it doesn't burn off all of those extra the terpenes, terpenes and okay. flavonoids, all the other plant material that's very beneficial, especially when you're talking about the entourage effect and the synergistic results you get from that. So it's very similar, and so instead of using water, you use these solvents, and uh, you can use different solvents because they have different lower temperatures they boil at, and it doesn't evaporate the compound. Okay, so what are these solvents? So major ones are butane. This has a 30.2 degree Fahrenheit boiling point. Wow, so like... Super low. Freezing? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, propane is actually negative 43.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That's nuts. That blew my mind. I had Yeah. How do really, you compute that? <laughs> I know. I cannot compute. Well, I know you have a, a propane tank for your grill or whatever, and it's yep. in a liquid form because you can feel it sloshing around. Okay. But then if you ever um, misalign it and a little sprays out, it's super, super cold, and that's when it turns into a gas. So it's just, 
evaporates like that. And then ethanol is another popular one, and that is, the boiling point is 173 degrees Fahrenheit. So Would that still get rid of the terpenes, or do terpenes well, stay? That is a very good question. Okay. Terpenes evaporate around 330 degrees. Okay, so potentially boiling water could still keep some of the terpenes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But it's just not exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, THC, among most other cannabinoids, evaporate around 314 degrees. Okay. Just the FYI, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. So, okay, so the caveat for using solvents is residue. So what is the residue? So many particles of the solvents bind together very well with the cannabinoids, and they pull them out of the plant, and then it's just distilled after that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The problem is, is that... It's very hard separating that residue from the cannabinoids. So you have butane residue, you have ethanol residue, and people are getting better about separating those and it just gets more time consuming and there's a lot of more pressure and uh, temperatures involved. Okay. But still. More steps. Yeah, there's just more steps. So in extracting. How do you get rid of the solvents? Is that what you're. Yeah, I, I don't know how exactly you get rid of the solvents. Uh, that's why people are going to CO2 and that's the more preferred way because it's just more processing yeah. for the solvents to be rid of the cannabinoids. Or the, the cannabinoids. And, yeah, the residue. Exactly. So there's um, a lot of people do this just extraction because there's a lot of chlorophyll in plants Mm -hmm. there's a lot of waxes there's fats and other compounds not referring to cannabinoids terpenes or flavonoids uh but they referring to these other compounds that they're extracting all the good stuff from as undesirables right Mm -hmm. so waxes uh fats uh what else did i say chlorophyll why are they saying they're undesirable that was my point i don't know why because I personally take chlorophyll every day, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I notice a day when I don't take it, and I feel a lot more sluggish. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. Compounds like chlorophyll are very beneficial to the body, as I can attest to, and as you can attest Mm -hmm. to as well. There is less material for synergistic results, like we talked about, the entourage effect. And, uh, I mean, if I think I'd rather consume minute natural waxes that can be beneficial yeah and chlorophyll that is beneficial and fats and butane <laughs> yes then i would rather take that than my new traces of ethanol propane or butane that yeah. can be potentially harmful and they give it a really distinct flavor too mm-hmm. which is not desirable <laughs> exactly those aren't desirable <laughs> those aren't desirable And then uh, the last one I made is all cannabinoids that are extracted are decarboxylated or changed from their carbolic acid state to an activated state with any kind of extraction machine process. They're all decarbed, which is what you want. And it's great. Yes. And it's not negative in any way. But the carbolic acid forms of cannabinoids are very beneficial as well. So the CBD that we know, the CBDA has a lot of medicinal factors as well. And extracted products don't really have this. Okay. So then we move on to the whole plant rising in popularity. Yeah, for good reason. (laughs) It's the most simplistic, non-complicated, and makes the most sense to me. Um, Like, you know, nothing is removed. In fact, stuff's kind of added in there. Oils are added into that to help... Uh, act as a conduit in which it can cross the blood-brain barrier more efficiently. Yeah. 
So like, Simple, though. Yeah, organic MCT oil is added. And it is halfway decarboxylated. Okay, so there's still some of the, like, the CBDA. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly half, maybe 60-something. So you have the CBD and you have CBDA. You have THC, little, mm-hmm. and THCA. You have all the cannabinoids that, yeah. and in both forms... That both have different medicinal factors to them, along with all the terpenes and all the flavonoids and all the chlorophyll. So it's just helping a myriad of different things inside your body. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, it leaves the chlorophyll, uses all 118 known cannabinoids in both states, has the highest terpene levels, and has the highest flavonoid and cannabinoid count. Which is cool. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, I mean, figure out what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, look into what ways things are being extracted and decide what you want and what, you know, there are some good ways and yeah, ways and good, good things. Good things. Well, thank you for joining us. That's all we have today. It's been fun. It's been a learning process. Yes. I'm just impressed with how easy you made it for me to learn about the extraction processes. Well done. Mm, I don't know about that, but... If you have anything to comment or add or complain about, you can follow, you can uh, ask me at David Woji on Twitter. You can follow us at Pod on all social media platforms or just visit us at CannabinerdsPodcast.com. You can leave a cool comment. Yeah, come say hi. Come say hi. And yeah, that's all we have. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Cannabinerds.